it's Lauren and I wanted to give a little bit of a content warning before we start. There is a lot of violence in this episode as well as mention of domestic abuse. So if you don't want to listen, that's completely okay. This is your time to click off. And if you do, enjoy the episode. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Armchair Detectives. We have a name now. We are no longer nicknamed BuzzFeed Salt by our fans. Just kidding. Um, We do have some fans though. Bryn has listened to all of the podcasts. Thank you, well, Bryn. I was in two of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, I'm also joined with Amani here today. Hello. How we how we doing, y'all? I'm Good okay. People. Let us know in the comments. <laughs> I can hear my father yelling at my dog downstairs. Ooh, my parents oh, are out for the evening. I'm envious and jealous. Actually, fun fact, Bryn's parents are actually at my house. Because <laughs> we're neighbors. Oh, yeah, cool. we are neighbors, actually. <laughs> we live right next to each other. Fun fact. I was about to say, that's a, that's a, little, uh, that's a little terrifying. Yeah, if you, if you tuned in last week, I talked about the Watcher, and I'm actually <laughs> Bryn's Watcher. No. I think yeah. you're going to put like, letters in my mailbox. <laughs> I'll, start, I'll start putting letters in your mailbox. Make them red I, envelopes so they're super, you know, like, threatening. Mm-hmm. I'll even put a little wax seal on them, just for you. <laughs> She's oh. laughing, but she's coming. She looks scared. She's laughing. <laughs> it's not that funny, Brandon's gonna happen. Anyway, um, how are y'all doing? Y'all good? Um, yeah. as good as it can be. Fantastic. Bryn, you have a positive outlook on life for someone who's being watched. We have some fun cases today. Who would like to start? I'll start. All right. Okay. So this actually happened uh, in Keller. Believe it or not. Is this the case about me watching Bryn that is still ongoing? It's going to be on Talon. (laughs) I mean, like, hey. So this case is called um, Bloody Justice injustice um anyone from our school um may recognize this case because it's from forensic science class um but essentially this case is about um the murder of a woman named bonnie um bonnie horneck i can't pronounce her name horneck yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna assume it's that but basically they get a call from her husband who is drunk saying um his wife has been shot and that he's trying to like put pressure on her wound. So obviously, Nylon gets there quickly. There's an ambulance. Um, she dies while in the ambulance. Um, we're sad, you know. But however, um, it comes to a head when they're like, okay, so what happened? And um, the husband says that someone broke into their house and shot his wife. And they asked him where he was. And he was like, um, I was upstairs. I heard gunshots. I came down um, and my wife was shot. Um, and he thought it was the neck, so he tried to, like, like um, put pressure on her wounds. He thought it was the neck. It was actually her chest, right? So, um, obviously, she began to bleed out because he can't identify the neck from the chest. Weird, but... Savage. Um, right? Um, but anyway, so, obviously, it's not looking good for the husband. It's not... Uh, his alibi is flimsy. He was upstairs when it happened. Um, there, no one saw any disturbances from the front. Um, 
However, and it also looked like um, when she died, um, there was no signs of struggle, which means either she was caught by surprise, and by surprise I mean like, like open your eyes just as she shot surprise, or she knew who was doing it. So obviously, it's pointing, it's pointing to the husband. Um, they do, they do some tests and on the blood on his shirt, and they say that the only way you can get those blood stains. This is from serology, in case anyone's curious. The only way you can get those blood stains is by basically shooting someone, right? The splatters on them basically resemble um, like closage of being shot. And also, it wasn't looking good for him because um, apparently he has a history of playing with guns when he's drunk. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what. He... Retweet if you also have a history of playing with guns while you're drunk. Um... Absolutely. So like. <laughs> Apparently, there were a few times when the neighbors called because um, he was, like, shooting the pool when he was drunk, or he would, like, shoot through the ceiling, and, like, obviously, there was a few reports because his wife was screaming at him to put the gun down, please. (laughs) So, obviously, like, the police were kind of familiar with the situation, so it didn't take long for them to get to, like, the fact that he did it. But here's the crazy part. So a few years go by, he was arrested, by the way, a few years go by, and they find out that he might not actually have done it. See, um, the blood splatters on his chest, you can also get them from basically like resuscitation, which he was doing on site when they like broke into the house to like get the wife, right? And um, the crime scene, essentially, it did look like a robbery took place, but also looked like, you know, a drunken man kind of stormed into his wife's room and shot her in the chest. So I think the question I'm really asking, do you think he shot his wife or do you think there was actually a robber like he claimed? I think he shot his wife. I think so too, because I mean, you were saying that his alibi was like pretty flimsy and stuff. Mm-hmm. And also <laughs> all, this, all the signs kind of point to him. <laughs> Yeah, but it's kind of like, kind of like a theory and process, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, but okay. imagine like having a history of playing with guns and then you were drunk and then you didn't shoot your wife and someone else did. That'd be wild. That would that's be like, wild. But that's like the thing, because there was another gun at the crime scene. So it was like, so she was shot with one gun, right? And that gun mm-hmm. was found in the room. But there was also another gun in. And that ties to his alibi where he said he heard gunshots coming from downstairs and he grabbed his gun and like ran downstairs to like, you know, find her body. I mean, he could have multiple guns, yeah. right? Yeah, he can. And he he could have two guns. And he could have like placed it. I mean, like it doesn't take that much like planning. But, <laughs> yeah, but like you have to remember he was drunk. That's true. Like, extremely drunk to like the point where like, you know, playing with guns doesn't phase him yeah maybe like for legal reasons I have not been very drunk but I feel like if I shot my wife (laughs) under Uh the influence I could quickly be like throw that one over there and get a different one and be like I was gonna shoot the guy who shot my wife what I feel like that is plausible and maybe like he shot her and was like oh my god and did that and then tried to like resuscitate her and maybe that's why he got like her neck mixed up with her chest yeah because <laughs> he that, i don't know that one did not make sense to me aliens. Now, yeah aliens absolutely 
<laughs> Quite frankly, I think. The police had an ongoing theory where they thought that he tried to strangle her and it didn't work, so he grabbed his gun and shot her. But apparently that was, um, you know, shot down because she didn't have the, you know, first of all, she didn't have any signs of struggle, like no struggle wounds, like there was no scratches did, on her nails. Why would they even think of that? Why, because, why would that be? I so mean, when you walk in and the man is over a woman's body and there's a pillow, you know, on her face, neck, and he's screaming, right? Um, you tend to think strangulation, you know. And, you know yeah, but like if she was already shot, why mm-hmm. would there be a need to strangle? No, that was the thing. It was that he was supposed to, he was going to try and strangle her first, but it didn't work. So mm-hmm. then he shot. But that didn't make sense because there was no yeah. sign of struggle. <laughs> and she, it wasn't that she was like knocked out or anything. She was very aware. Both of the fact that whenever her husband gets drunk, he plays with guns. And so it kind of just she, didn't add up. Was she alive when like the paramedics showed up? She was not. Oh, Savage. I was going to be like, why didn't she, like, tell someone? That would make sense. That's- I mean, she was shot in the chest, so her, well, <laughs> her vocal like, cords were probably shot, you know? In my story, a guy is on a verge of death, and he still says something. Not to, like, flex on her. Not to, like, flex on may this her- dead woman who may-, may or may not have gotten killed by her husband, but... My guy is dead, too, <laughs> okay? Where is he uh, now? Yes. You said he's arrested, or he was? Yeah, he was. Because I said new evidence came out, and it proves that he might not have done it. Also, he was a cop, no. so like, mm. ah, so, yes, ah, yes, this is where uh-huh. it comes to a head. This mm-hmm. is where we get a little bit political. Cops do have a cop friends got him out of jail. Yeah, that and cops do have a higher rate of domestic abuse. That's very true. True. And you have to remember, as I said it earlier in the story, um, this was not the first time he's been playing with guns drunk. And this mm-hmm. is not the first time neighbors have heard, like, the wife saying things like, oh, put the gun down, you know? Yeah. Because... I, yeah. Why is he a cop? Yeah. Well, we know why, but, like, no. <laughs> we know why, because that was his job profession. Yeah. He kept a collection of firearms around the house. Of course he did. And he served the Fort Worth <laughs> Police Department for nearly nine years. So he was an ex-cop. Shaking my head. Indeed. Yeah. You know what? Now that I know he's a cop, I think he did do it. <laughs> that was all it took. That's, <laughs> That's why all it took. That's why I kept Only. professional secret. <laughs> now, if you're a cop listening in on this podcast hate zone i'm kidding (laughs) why did they listen to this podcast in the first place yeah (laughs) they're scared of they're scared of justice because they know we're solving all these cases (laughs) they're trying to take credit because honestly all the police in our story granted most stories have been like in the past where there's not a lot of evidence the police have not been very helpful because there's a lot of unsolved cases yeah, like that one I was talking about. They play about. with guns and they don't do their job. Like this, um, like that one case I was talking about earlier, where in Maine that guy would literally break into people's homes, and, like watch them sleep, yeah. and the um, like he didn't like rob anything or hurt anyone. He just did he it. Just watch them take a little nap. He's, Edward <laughs> but he would come in at night. It's just voyeurism. And they just couldn't get him. And so they, like, posted, because obviously he was, like, nameless, but they said he was just, like, a young male, and they had, like, a drawing, and so 
they posted it like on the news and stuff and so they're like let us know and then two people said the same name and then the police just didn't do anything about it It I was just like they looked at him and they were like no that didn't seem right (laughs) not I would have investigated because I mean like if two people are saying it then I mean not like 100% sure it's him but it's a lead Mm-hmm. Personally, I would have investigated because I would be capable of my job. Maybe they went and like secretly investigated them and they were like, hmm. She didn't say anything and they just left. I feel, you know? like... I feel like that happens more often than not. Yeah. I feel like they could have caught the guy breaking into multiple people's homes and watching them sleep. But no, I think it was just one home. Oh. Let me search this up. This honestly might be my case instead of the one. Cape Town. Wait, not Cape Town. It was Cape something. Cape Cape Town. Cape Town. Uh... (laughs) No, it was in Maine. Cape. Maybe he was was sleepwalking. Into someone else's house. It happens because sleepwalkers do things that they, you know, that they just are known to do. So, like, he might have been like, well, we don't know what he did, but like, sleepwalkers are known to like, like, go throughout their like morning routine, whether it be like cooking something or like driving. You know, that's usually Ooh, how they, that's scary. they sleepwalk. I don't, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't like, but he broke into someone's house without getting caught. Watch it that. Like, if that if they didn't have an alarm and I don't know, it's but, like, really easy to break into someone's house whenever there's like low security, and if it's in like a small town, I could see it happening. I say it's Ugh. relatively easy. Let it be known, I've I've never broken into anyone's home. I just are you sure? And you're sounding a little well, a little confident, a little cocky. Yeah. But no. Break into my house. Break into my house. See how easy it is. Break into your house. It's relatively easy to break into my house because, like, there's no, like, window fence. Are y'all hearing my... that? It's relatively easy to break into Moni's house if y'all want to go. Easy to break into I don't want to go it's more into this. hard to find my neighborhood, so. I don't want to go more into this case because it's creeping me out because, like, she woke up and he was, like, there. Ooh. Oh. I don't like that. Oh. <laughs> That's worse. I oh my god! <laughs> oh, you know what that reminds me of? You know what that reminds me of? Have you heard that um case where like um like this woman basically she like woke up and she was like gonna take a shower and then like she like, I don't like how this is going and she dropped something on the floor. Yeah, Brynn doesn't like up, showers. And then she like looks under her bed and she realizes that there's like a man sleeping. Ooh, god! He just he just wanted to have a sleepover. Yeah. I <laughs> obviously she like pretends like she gets on a phone call and she goes into her bathroom and she starts to shower and she climbs out her window right and then she calls the police as she should um but like when they find when they find him he's like he's like at the door like at the bathroom door like waiting for her to like get out of the shower and come out that's horrifying that is i know when i read that case i was home alone because my mom had just left because she was going to run yeah she went to my house (laughs) <laughs> and I was gonna I was done with all my zoom so I was like okay I might as well shower and then after I read that I was like no That's no shower so scary so I, w- I waited for my brother I waited for my brother to come home and my mom to come home and then I sh- why well, I still Isn't haven't your brother like 12 what is he gonna do no Scream I just loudly 
<laughs> I just wanted to be like I didn't want to do that myself. I hate showering like home alone. Like, she hates showering. Home alone. Yeah, that's a fact. Whenever I shower home alone, I keep my doors open. I no. do not. <laughs> I that still would... open the door. I still do. Yeah. Although I was going to say him like standing in front of her face reminded me of when I was little and I would go wake up my mother because I threw up. Yeah. Just... <laughs> like 3 a.m. in the morning and yeah. you're waiting for her to like pick up your hey. presents. Sorry. And then like the drawing they had of him is so creepy. Like, Ooh, send that to me later. I. It looks like a Ken doll. <laughs> but now I'm. That actually. Ew, was did... he blonde? I don't know. It's in black and white. Search up cape intruder. That's disgusting. Imagine oh, a blonde pretty boy standing. I don't know if he's blonde. Because the, the drawing is black and white. Oh. <laughs> but he could be blonde. I'm looking it up right now. I want to see a reaction. <laughs> oh. I'm supposed to look up what? Cape Town. <laughs> like that actually did. No, I no, it literally scared me when I had to search it up. I no, did wait, jump. What am I supposed to look up? Oh, cape intruder. Oh no. That did actually. Oh god. Cape intruder. I'm gonna be in bed and I'm not gonna want to open my eyes when I wake up. I'm just gonna keep them shut forever. I can't oh. open my eyes. That friend. No, that's <laughs> so creepy. Scary. He's so scary. Imagine waking up to that. Stop. Oh. I encourage all the <laughs> listeners to look it up. It's totally not scary at all. I would like to. I would like to offer he's, a theory about this man. He's so cute, guys. He's no. so cute. <laughs> I'd like to offer a theory about this man. You know what this man looks like? Mm-hmm. He looks like something out of an H.P. Lovecraft horror story. So what I'm saying <laughs> is, is that um, he's from the same ninth dimension of heck as um, Cthulhu itself. Is what I'm saying. Um, that's terrifying, and I'd rather have not known that image exists when I sleep tonight. As I close my eyes, that image will flash like in my eyelids, and I'll. Cry. I know a part of me wants to look it up again. <laughs> I'm staring at it right now. Why do I want to look it up again? So Stop. I literally pressed the images and I jumped. Ninety-one-year-old <laughs> cave cod woman. Is this him? Oh wait, they found the guy. No, that was a different guy, I think. Is it? There was multiple? The same. No, I think that what they're talking about was, like, a different, like, like, some guy broke into, like, a school, like, something that was, like, different. I'm looking like, it up again. This is <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> this guy looks... Okay, I'm sorry. I'm gonna make it my school email profile picture. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Me too. <laughs> no i was like because i was like tweeting and then i was like oh my god i was like why did i i was like why did i look at the images because why I'm am i something... still looking at it i don't know i'm i'm, I'm kind of worried about my mental health <laughs> no because i was on that website and then i was scrolling down and i saw like the because the drawing was really big like on the website and then mm-hmm. i like i like jumped back a little because it was so like big and i was like oh and i was reading i was like okay he broke into their home like and then I was like, like oh my god had a nose and then I was like and I kept reading and I was like oh my god and then I was like I want to go back to the website <laughs> I have like real chills on my arms just no, dude I was literally face. like sweating I was like he looks like it the was like, stonks man <laughs> <laughs> it, was yeah. like right, it was like right after my mom had left and I was like oh no 
no, 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 no. I want to make, um, I've seen like a real realistic like mask of Emma Watson. I'm going to get one of him and I'm going to stand over you. Emma Watson, him. And then I think it said, I mean, don't quote me on this. Like, I think it said like their doors, like they left their doors unlocked. I will quote oh, that. I'm sorry. That's asking for someone to break into your house. You know house. what, though? I hear, like... You know what? You know who left their door unlocked and then got robbed of about $20 million? Paris Hilton. Yeah. <laughs> that is frightening. That's yeah, if I, I had to see it, you do too. You know what else is frightening? What? The murder that took place in room 1046. Sorry, oh. that image is just engraved in my brain. <laughs> Of the yeah. man. It happened in 1046. I'll tell you. Brand, calm down. <laughs> okay. It's gonna scare right you too. Right here. This is where you have to start playing like creepy ghostly music. No. Just that over and over again. Me yep. trying to whistle. On Wednesday, January 2nd, 1935, around 1.20 p.m., a man calling himself Ronald T. Owen checked into the hotel president in Kansas City in room 1046. Witnesses say he was around 20 to 35 with brown hair. He had a scar in his scalp visible above the ear and a cauliflower ear. I have no idea what that means. Basically means his ear was blown off. His what? Basically means his ear was blown off. Have you ever, like, read Wonder? Or watched wonder no oh well look at savage that. <laughs> i'm so sorry um he was nicely dressed and one of the bellboys was like i'll help you to your room i don't know why that's important and in my notes but it is um he only had a brush comb and toothpaste that's it nothing else um one of the maids her name is mary soaptic and um awesome. she was like hey can I clean your room because that's what they do at hotels and he was like yeah but like I'm gonna be in here don't lock the door on your way out I'm expecting someone and soap dick said that Owen kept the shades tightly drawn all the lights off except for one lamp and he just sat in like the corner of the room while she cleaned which personally if I was a maid I would be like I'll come back later (laughs) but I saw that um According to the maid Soaptic statement to the police, she felt that Owen was, quote, either worried about something or afraid, end quote. And then he always wanted to, like, stay in the dark. She offered to turn on the lights. He was like, no. Because he was waiting for someone. Around 4 p.m., Soaptic returned with new towels to find Owen laying in the bed, completely dressed in the dark with the door unlocked. She also saw a note that read, quote, Dawn, I will be back in 15 minutes comma, wait, end quote. I don't know why he would leave the note if he was just going to lay in bed fully dressed. Um, Unless it was like, unless Dawn was writing it and he wrote Dawn like first because he's not smart. Maybe that's how it went (laughs) in 35. I don't know. Anyway, the next day on January 3rd, Sopta came back to the room at 10.30 a.m. She noticed the door had been locked from the outside and she assumed that he like left the room. So like she unlocked it and she wanted, she was going to clean. She's the maid. I don't know if I mentioned that 10 times already, if you haven't got it in. So Pip is the maid. And she was like, oh, he's probably gone. He's probably out because it's locked on the outside, whatever. And he was in there, which means someone locked him in. And he was sitting inside with all the lights off again, which meant someone 
locked the door from the outside of the room and like left him in there. And um, while she was cleaning the room, Owen answered the phone and said, no, Don, I don't want to eat. I'm not hungry. I just had breakfast. And then he kept repeating, no, I'm not hungry. And then she came back around 4 p.m. again to deliver fresh towels. And she turned she heard two male voices from inside the room and she knocked and she heard a voice say, who is it? And she explained that she had fresh towels and the man said, we don't need any, even though there were no towels in the room. During the night, a woman staying in a room near them heard, they said they heard um, both male and female voices cursing, but there was also a party going on on the same floor. So could have just been that. Um, the next morning on January 4th, around 7 a.m., the hotel phone operator noticed that Owen's hotel, like, room phone has been unhooked for, like, a while. So they sent a bellboy up to 1046, despite having the door locked, and there was, like, a do not disturb sign. The bellboy, like, knocked a few times, and he was like, hey, like, um, I'm here to plug in the phone, and then, um, he heard a voice say, come in and turn off the lights and the door was locked and so he knocked again he said there were like no there wasn't an answer he just assumed that the guy in there was drunk so he said put the phone back on the hook please and then he left and then around 8 30 a.m an hour and a half later the phone was still off the hook so another bellboy let himself into the room and he observed that Owen was in bed, naked, and seemingly drunk. He noticed the bedding was darkened around Owen, and then the phone stand was kicked over, and so he fixed the phone, and he, like, put it back on the receiver, and then he left. He didn't, like, personally, if I saw a man naked on a hotel bed with the bed darkened around him, I maybe maybe would turn on the lights maybe it's just pee but maybe i would turn on the lights see if he needed help but he just left um around 10 30 to 10 45 later that day the phone was still off what like it got pulled off the receiver again they sent the original bellboy to like resolve the situation and he like opened the door and then he saw owen the man two feet away from the door on his knees and his elbows holding like his head in his hands. He saw blood on his head. He turned on the light and looked around. There was blood on the walls, the bed, and in the bathroom. And then he immediately left because he was so shocked. I don't know what it is about bellboys leaving a possibly very injured man, but that's what they did in 1935. Owen was discovered with extensive injuries. He had been tied up with a cord around his neck, wrist, and ankles. It appeared he had been tortured. Blood got on the wall and on the ceiling above the bed. He has also been hit repeatedly on the head and his skull was fractured. He also was stabbed in the chest several times and his lung was punctured. There was, bru- there was bruising around his neck, which could mean he was strangled. And then for some reason, he was still alive. What a fighter. He was, he was a- still kicking. And one of the detectives oh. asked him if there was anybody in the room and he said nobody Interesting. even though he was lied. yeah even though he was hardly capable of talking he he insisted that there was nobody with him and that he fell against the bathtub and that's all that happened which 
must have been a pretty hard fall. When you fall against the bathtub and get stabbed multiple times by the water <laughs> droplets. When you accidentally fall, when you slip in the tub and your lung is punctured and your entire <laughs> hotel room is stained with blood. I will say, and this isn't from experience, but this is from someone I know. You can actually sneeze and puncture your lung. Interesting. When you slip in the bathtub and you're... When you slip in the bathtub and you get water up your nose, so you sneeze and your rib moves out of place and you puncture your lungs several times. It's so hard that it also stabs you in the chest. When you slip in the bathtub and you accidentally get strangled by the water. (laughs) Anyway, after that brief exchange, he was now completely unconscious and taken to the hospital. According to a doctor, the injuries on... Owen's body occurred six to seven hours before being discovered, which means when he was in the bed, he was pretty heavily beaten. And the bellboy just fixed the phone and left. Anyway, yep. They found no weapons or any of Owen's belongings in the room. Keep in mind, he only had three, which was a a brush, toothpaste, and, and a comb. Not even a toothbrush. Savage. He he said finger brush is good enough. Um, <laughs> was all this person. The detectives found none of his belongings. Therefore, they removed suicide from the equation because he had nothing to hurt himself that badly with. Four fingerprints were found on the phone stand, potentially from a female, but they didn't really like find anything off of that. And then. He died after midnight on January 5th at the hospital. When Owen initially checked into the hotel, he mentioned that he was from Los Angeles, but the Los Angeles authorities were unable to find any record of um, Roland T. Owen. So they were like, that's not his real name, most likely. They placed him for viewing at a funeral home, and like the story spread. More and more people began like reaching out and seeing like if they know him, but no one like claimed him. And then um, the police focused on finding Don, which was the, the man that Owen referenced several times at the hotel. And they could not find anybody that could be Don. Um, his, bur- his burial was announced in the Journal Post on March 3rd in the Potter's Field. However, uh, the, the funeral home received a call from an individual who was not like named. They didn't give any information, but they said they would send money for Owen for like a proper funeral. And then on March 23rd, money bundled in a newspaper was de- like delivered to the funeral home from that sender. And then funeral flowers were arranged on his grave with a long with like a card that says love forever louise but they don't know who did that um a year and a half later 1936 um a friend a ruby ogletree found an american weekly piece chronicling the owen case upon looking at the magazine ruby would correctly identify owen as her son who left birmingham in 1934 and then owen's real name was artemis ogletree and he was 17 years old when this all went down The thing is, his mother didn't suspect him like being dead, so this was a shock because she received three letters from her son in the spring of 1935. However, these letters were delivered like after his death and they were typed, which she found weird because she didn't think her son knew how to type. It is 1935. 
people feel like it's not uncommon. And then she did report that the letters supposedly from her son seemed like slangy and unfamiliar. Um, After some time, it was revealed that Artemis Ogletree also stayed in another hotel in Kansas City with another man who might have been Don in the early 2000s, Dr. John Horner, the author of like the case, published it in the Kansas City Public Library and received a call about um, Artemis Ogletree. And the call like claimed to find a box containing newspaper, art- newspaper articles about the Ogletree murder and the deceased elderly like person's belongings. And then according to the caller, there was something else in the box, something that has had been like referenced in the newspaper articles, but the person didn't say what the art, like the item was. And then that's like all we know of the case. So, you know what I'm gonna say? This is very reminiscent of the first episode with the Summerton man, you know, uh, mysterious circumstances, hiding mm-hmm. of names, um, meeting up with people um, and then um, like weird circumstances of death people contacting after death that you know are unknown to this day it just seems very reminiscent you know mm-hmm. I don't know weirdly there are a few like main popular theories and none of the theories are like spy related I don't um, think he was a spy though yeah but it's like very mysterious he it's weird that he whoever like Don is is probably I'm guessing is the man that killed him and he like covered for him or like mm-hmm. whoever killed him so that's interesting yeah. I was about to say I thought there was going to be like a romantic subplot whether between like the Louise person or like Don and this Artemis dude also his name is Artemis yeah remember? 1935 yeah. and I guess Anyway, um, here are some main theories. One of them is the man referred to as Don beat Artemis Ogletree to death in room 1046 and he acted alone. As mentioned before, Ogletree stayed in a different hotel with a man, possibly Don. And then Don was probably maybe the man that like the maid heard like a deep voice saying like, we don't need towels, which is very sassy. Um, but they never found out who Don is, even if it was or wasn't him. Um, There's another one that Don didn't act alone. And then the night of the murder, one of the elevator operators saw a quote unquote commercial woman going to the 10th floor. And he, she was looking for room 1026 to meet a man she was unable to find. It was possible she was looking for Ogletree and mistaken the room for 1046, for 1026. And then this commercial woman was also seen on the ninth floor with a different man. And some speculate that that man could have been Don. And then if you recall, there were fingerprints found on the phone stand of a woman. So maybe that was her. And then the room that reported hearing loud female and male voices cursing could have been them, but there's really nothing else supporting that theory. And then another theory comes from a lot of articles that were published after 
like everything went down that su suggested that Ogletree was killed for being unfaithful to his fiance. The announcement in the journal post that Ogletree would be buried in the potter's field that um, they had a few like callers called a funeral home. And then um, one of the women's called, one, a woman called the local popper to quote, you have like, you, the story in your paper is wrong. Ronald Owen will not be buried in a pauper's grave. Arrangements have been made for his funeral. And then they asked her to identify herself and she didn't. And then she hung up. And then, or before she hung up, she was like, they were like, what happened? And she was like, never mind. I know what I'm talking about. He got into a jam, which is interesting and then she hung up and then another man called at the same time and he was like don't bury owen in a pauper's grave i want you to bury him in memorial park cemetery then he'll be near my sister i'll send funds to cover the funeral expenses end quote and then the man eventually explained that he cheated on his fiance in room 1046 and then before hanging up, he said, quote, cheaters usually get what's coming to them, end quote. So. And then there was a call to the floral company, and then it, they asked for 13 American Beauty roses to send to his funeral. And then he added, I'm doing this for my sister. Hmm. And that's all for the cheater theory. So... I will say that this crime kind of does seem romantic. Romantic crime means is, like like a passionate crime. Yeah. Know? Something done in like a fit of like anger mm -hmm. or like or like sadness or surprise or shock. So it's like it seems like that. But it's like, weird because he I guess maybe I don't know, because he did check into the hotel as like a different name. But if he was just, like, cheating on someone, they weren't going to, like, find the hotel records to, like, track him down and figure out. Right. That's true. And then he kept, like, getting, he got a call from Dawn and from the maid, and he was like, Dawn, I'm not hungry. Like, I already had breakfast, and then, like, apparently Dawn was in the hotel room a couple times, and I don't know. Is Dawn a woman or a man? Dawn is a man. Okay. So. But they found fingerprints that were probably a woman's on the phone. And then if Don's the one who killed him and Don was like the man who was like cheaters usually get what's coming to them, maybe I don't know why he didn't kill him before. He would have like cheated. It's true. Alright. I'm gonna spin a soap opera's tale. Alright. All right. Stay with me, because this is going to get absolutely um, nonsensical. I feel like what happened was that this dude cheated on several people, right? You know, he had like a system in place. I feel like he did have a fiance, most likely female, well, definitely female. But I also feel like maybe, you know, he was just promiscuous on the side, you know? But I feel like it, it wasn't only with women, because... The way like it's presented, it seems like this Don's person's really important, but not in like the sense mm -hmm. of like, not in the sense of like a passing like a male friend or a casual male friend, but also like, 
Yeah, I see you, Lauren. <laughs> I just winked for all of our listeners out there. Brenna's mm-hmm. shaking her head. <laughs> right? And obviously, like, Don, along with, like, a commercial woman, visited him before his time of death, right? And also, this crime does seem very passionate. Usually with beatings, it's not one of those things that's, like, premeditated. It's usually, mm-hmm. like, in the moment, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm most likely done in a fit of anger so it does seem like either it was like something of shock like maybe one of his lovers finding out you know he has a fiance or like no that's exactly what it seems like it seems like someone found out that he had a fiance and got really mad at him or like his fiance's like brother what it seems like went over you know did the dirty work for but yeah I think it's a passionate crime. I think he had several lovers, and in turn, one of them caught on and killed him. But the way, like, he covered for them, though, when the police asked him who did this, he said, nobody, I slipped and, like, hit the tub. Exactly. That's, like, that's, like, even more. Like, like come obviously. Like, a better excuse? Like, yeah, but, like, personally, even if I had a lover, if they, like, beat me to death, <laughs> I would be, like, a little bit mad. But well, you like, had to. You have to remember, this is like the 19, this is in the 1930s. So, like, I oh think, God, like, I people don't get mad in the 1930s. It's not that they don't get <laughs> mad, but it's like their sense of, like, protecting those that they, like, love, you know? Basically, like, maybe. Personally, I haven't lived in the 1930s, so I would, I, I would. But... A second world war broke out in the 1930s. So That's very true. I think yeah. everyone was that happy. <laughs> it was the high before the storm, you know, 1930s, just as like was it, roaring 20s was ending. Oh, they said Clinton. I was like, I don't think that was the 30s. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just as the Great Depression, roaring 20s. Seems about right. That's an odd story, though. Like, yeah. It is. It reminds me of a story that I decided to do for the next episode. I personally researched my cases an hour before. Oh, an true. Hour before, oh, or when you're home like... alone and get to see a really creepy guy on your screen. I just want to go back and see him. I don't know. Something is. Stop check it. Check your Slack. Check. Yeah, your check slack. your Slack. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Oh, I see the cauliflower ear. Yeah. Okay. What you guys mistaken as the man that I immediately posted afterwards. <laughs> he, the man that stares at you while you sleep does not look like a cauliflower ear. He looks very smooth. He looks like he had some filler done, which is no mm-hmm. shame. In his 20s. Good investment. Good investment. If you're going to like get Botox, start getting it in your 20s. Very Freeze true. it. Freeze it in place. Fair enough. He does look very smooth. It looks like something was done to his nose. He he looks familiar poorly. though on like a little bit. I don't know where to place him, but I can't stop looking at him. Every housewives <laughs> of Atlanta I've ever seen. No. That's <laughs> um, once again, I am asking our audience to look up the intruder, cape intruder. Yeah. Once again, man. I will note that he looks like Voldemort with hair and a nose. Yeah. I'm so tempted to make him my profile picture. Me too. I'm looking into his eyes and he's looking into mine. And it's getting a little romantic. 
I'm not <laughs> even gonna lie. The sexual tension between you and the crime scene photo. The tension between me and him is crazy. You could cut it with a knife. The same knife that was used to stab Artemis. This is a long stretch, but maybe he's the watcher. <laughs> Ooh, that's it. I've decided. Wait, where was the watcher house at? What state? Oh, Maine. I don't remember. That's where the cape intruder was. The way that, when was the cape intruder, like, when was it? Like, in, like, 2005, like, 2004. Okay, because the watcher <gasps> happened in 2010. Like, but he could, he could still do that. That's, like, 10 yeah. years you can. Sorry, I thought I thought the watcher happened in the 1930s. No, it was like scarily recent, 2000 something, like 15 maybe. Like it was yeah. like I don't know how they didn't catch him, but yeah. if we caught him right now, I cannot believe we just did that. But, yeah. Somebody alert the media. Someone alert the media. We just solved uh, what is it now? Five year case. Mm-hmm. How many cases we've solved? It's We're actually dangerous. crazy. That's why they call us the armchair detectives. Absolutely so true. Kind of a big deal. Buzz Very true. Solved. Buzzfeed mm-hmm. solved. Take us yeah. under your wing, please. Anyway, that's wild. I tonight I will be imagining. I will be imagining. Oh, no, no. I will be imagining. The way I want to like research more about the case, but I know that's going to only make me more scared. Research more about the case? We have a little bit of time. We no, have, like, I'm going like, to be too scared. Literally, his face popped up and I jumped. Like, <laughs> when I first saw him, I did jump too. Intruder, Kate. I, I know your reaction was <laughs> so funny. I wish y'all could see. I looked like a little mouse. Let's look. Oh, there's another, I don't know if this is the same. It is not. Another case in Cape. Elizabeth homeowner reports burglary. Burg, how can I, I cannot say that word. Um, this cute. woman reported that someone broke into her house, but the house was left clean and a load of laundry was done. It was me. Was it? No, I don't, I don't do my laundry. She said that the, the home intruder didn't take anything. But they cleaned everything and did a load of laundry. Maybe he's just a really sweet guy and he just wanted to help out. But he broke into the house. <laughs> he just he just wanted to help. And then no charges were filed. <laughs> they, <laughs> they were like, okay. What is they're, that like, they're like, the door's unlocked. You can come do our laundry. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, um, for any listeners out here, my door is unlocked. My address is... Um, it's... <laughs> One zero zero eight five. Um, oh, this was in her actual address. <laughs> I was like, oh. Well, Wait, say that again. Say her house. One zero zero eight five Wayward Street. Um, please come visit me. I'm very. She lonely. did. I'm she sad. did say her house was easy to break into. Yeah, um, my window's kind of broken, so very easy to break into. Okay. Okay. After looking into it, a possible explanation is. A cleaning service was hired to clean a different rental property nearby, but accidentally cleaned the wrong house. But how would they get inside? Is this is this still the same case, or is this a different case? This is a different case. Same oh. place, different case. They were like, "Oh dear," and they checked underneath the map, and they found the key. And they were like, "What is it? Left this for me. 
what is it about Maine people getting their house broken into, but nothing happening to their house, nothing stolen, just something a little bit off? I don't know. Seems very nice. Oh my if goodness! My house was broken into. I'd be like, "Hey, can you not steal my stuff?" And if they said yes, I'd be like, "Thanks, dude." You know. Would wake up in the. Now I'm reading about the man that was staring at them that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. Maybe the he man. wanted to. Maybe he wanted to kiss them. Maybe, maybe. that's why he was so close. Good morning. Yeah, that makes sense. You want to give him a little good night kiss? Oh, he said they said that all they took was their privacy. <laughs> I love that. My goodness, two all people saw the same person. The police did never catch the cape intruder. Yes, yeah, see, like they didn't like do anything about it. Like they're like, hey, it's like, hey, and then like it just didn't happen again. And they said perhaps he had his fill of staring at sleeping bodies during that time period. Oh. Ew. Wait, no. Freak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I'm reading the Facebook post about it, and then someone tagged their wife. <laughs> their wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Couple goals. Okay, and then Cape Elizabeth School Intruder. That was a different one. Yeah. That was like an actual dude they should have Cape Maine needs to get it together. Absolutely, yes. I know where I'm not moving to. Yep. My goodness. After just, I don't even, he just entered the school. Yeah. He just just went in. Just walked in there. Like during school or was it like after hours? During school, I think this is the Maine parents blog. Everything you need to know about being a parent in Maine. If you're going to be a parent in Maine, people just walk in, guys, to watch out. So I, don't think, I don't think locks exist in Maine. <laughs> I don't think they do either. They weren't invented yet in the 2000s in Maine. <laughs> I heard about these things called padlocks. I heard people um, around different states have them. I think should implement those here maybe maybe next week i might get into some florida man cases yeah i think i think yeah we should just do like um an episode where you just like find like the craziest florida man cases florida man florida man also kicks his pregnant wife (laughs) have you heard about that case that's an actual case no but next week tune in next week is florida man week yes if you search up your birthday and then put Florida man after, there is definitely a case. We'll do that. We'll do that next week. Everybody Absolutely. come back. <laughs> my birthday is next week. Oh, my goodness. You're no oh, longer yeah. going to be 16 years old. That's so cute. <laughs> Why'd you say like <laughs> 16? Every- that's crazy. I sound like an infant. <laughs> you do. You are. I am two years older than you. Not real two years, but like it sounds like it because I'm 18. That's crazy. I'm 17, but you know. Bren was born in 2004. Ew. Yeah. Sorry. Blocked. No, I didn't mean to say ill. I'm sorry. Cut that out. I did. <laughs> I did mean to say you. That. 
and just cover my ill with like a long bleep like it's supposed to be a curse word the, the day that Bryn is 18 I'm gonna sneak into her house and watch her sleep absolutely and, and, and then and she turns like, on her happy birthday. yeah happy birthday why am I scared though even though I know Maine is very very far away it's not far when I'm gonna watch you sleep Bryn Facts. Maine Very much true. Every day. <laughs> when you're 18, I'm going to be 20. I'm going to sneak into your little house and I'll watch you sleep. That's so crazy. 20? Ew, I know. I don't oh. talk about I'm actually never going to be 20. Not like in a sad way, but I just will not be. I will simply not be. That makes just... you sound like a, it makes you sound like a millennial. <laughs> a millennial? Yeah. <laughs> I will not. Mm-mm. <laughs> Millennials can, are like old now. We can they are. Like, That's post, so weird to think of. Yeah. We can like post stuff on the uh, parents from Maine. Everything you need about being a parent from Maine. Literally lock your doors. That's all you need to know about parents from Maine. And also the little picture for parents from Maine is just like a child barefoot walking near like a pole. It's me. <laughs> like a light pole. <laughs> It seems like a cursed image to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all what it is to be a parent of Maine. Be That's a parent of Maine. Let your kid walk near a lighting pole. Yep. And it's like I a just... very like blurry oh picture. It's not good. They didn't even try. Parents oh from Maine didn't even try. But you and know that... what that means though, right? Mm. It means that photo was taken without any type of permission. <laughs> it wasn't staged. Yep. It wasn't like they like. They literally, they Googled they just... child in Maine. And they, they didn't Google. Done. They went out and they saw a child without their yeah. parents walking by a light pole, and they were like, "That's it. That's what we need. That is, that right there." And they just that is a child in Maine. And then they we should post blog, this most little... likely without this parents, this kid's parents' permission. You know, <clears throat> so we should post this link or like um, on there and be like, "Here, you guys, these are our thoughts." Yeah. yeah. Parents remain. Listen up. Invest in a lock. That is my formal <laughs> advice to them. That... No, because I think like the people who had their house intruded, like, like I don't think their doors are locked. But I remember like reading at like the end of the article, and it was like, "This is a sign to like lock your doors." And yeah. I was like, yeah. "Lock your doors, or a cleaning company is gonna a cleaning company, quote unquote, is gonna break in and clean your house and do a load of laundry." I've never heard of a cleaning company doing a load of laundry though. That is. I have a question. Did y'all just hear my doorbell? Yeah. I was I'm like, who's so, music? <laughs> I'm so sorry. We have an intercom system in my house. and it... Oh. But you said it's easy to break in. Yeah, that's why I said it's easy to break in. But it's, it's hard to actually complete the crime, you know? Oh, and... okay. Well, next week I'll tell you about my experience breaking into Imani's house. Uh, uh, Imani doesn't join us for I'll the put, next week. <laughs> I join in her room. <laughs> I join halfway in. Hey guys, at the police station here. <laughs> and body's like in the background. <laughs> I'm just sitting with her setup. <laughs> anyway, join us next week for Florida, Florida Man, Man Friday. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm yeah. very excited. I like that. Yeah, Florida thank you so Man much Friday. for joining Absolutely. this week. I hope you had fun. I hope no one watches you while you sleep. Or if you're into that, I hope someone does. I hope someone breaks into your house, cleans it, and does your laundry. I hope you do not get stabbed in the chest and punctured lung, and then say you slipped on a bathtub. I hope you don't slip on a bathtub. Don't have um, several lovers. This is what we learned have, in that case. Unless everybody's knowing. Unless everyone's okay. Consistent.
Consent is key. Anyway, thank you so much for joining. My name is Lauren. I'm also here with Brandon Omani, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>